0: Polish up your lip plate, replace the pad on your foot joint, and swab out your embouchure hole. Because it's time to talk tall to me. I'm Omen Said. And I'm Nick McGill. We are Feckless Moms, and this is Talk Tall to Me, the podcast where we blast off from the earthy confines of regular life into the upper atmospheres of the discography of prog rock band Jethro Tull. That is a very apt description as we are getting somewhat aeronautical, right? Yeah. We're in no, the astronautical, I guess. No, astronomical. I think it's just astronomical. Oh no. Spacefaring. <laughs> spatial. We're getting spatial. <laughs> We're getting spacey perhaps. We just fired our um, our afterburners and we are now in the ionosphere of the third album benefit and we are just about to attempt a landing <laughs> on the third song this is the fifth song on the fifth song this is why i'm not the pilot of this (laughs) album for michael collins jeffrey and me which is the title of the song it is the third of our three uh songs referencing jeffrey hammond 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 (laughs) hammond Hammond. and uh it is the it's i think we made this joke before it's He's he's the Beetlejuice of bassists because he is now his name has been said three times. Now he will appear. He becomes the bassist for the next album. That's right. Um. Also, this is Nick worth noting. The final track on the A side of the original 1970 Ooh, release. Very good to know because it's, it's a good it's a good closer. It's, it's a good, good closer, note, out. closer. Let's uh let's actually take a quick quick listen. I was gonna say quick gander. What's what's the equivalent of ears? of a gear, of a gander for ears shmlander like just let's take a little shmlander do 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 watery eyes of the last sighing seconds blue reflections mute and dim this, the the music in this song is beautiful. I love this song. Yeah, it really has the the richness and the complexity and the depth that you that you want on the end of your A-side of an album. It's 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 such a good placement for this song on mm-hmm. the album. Yeah. And it's such a good song. Yeah, it's really the instrumentation and the composition is really beautiful. There's there's a lot like sun in the sense where it goes from happier and bigger into slower and more mellow but it's not as drastic a change and it flows better i think there's 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 a a better liquidity to it i feel on a lot of this album you know we've talked before about how tall were touring quite heavily during the during the year leading up to the recording of this album mm-hmm. uh their fame had really exploded they were just you know working their their little butts off and and some of these songs have the feeling of like 12 1 a.m in the hotel room just sort of opening up your song journal and going mm. and that you know everything's sort of coming out in one in one plop and this song really feels like an effort was made. Like it was composed. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. This this is this is this was worked and reworked. And I think the the polish shows. I and, agree. And, and, and just in just in in terms of the thought behind the lyrics. Yeah. I feel like. It 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 feels very, very it feels it's more, purposeful it, yeah, i was gonna say intentional yeah and also there's a there's a sense of of real poetry mm-hmm. with this with yeah this. there's a lot of imagery for for referencing a a real actual live person and an actual event there's a lot of there's a lot more that is put into the construction of this song as opposed to just random narrator Right. We're talking about random person. Do, do you want to... Do you got any more musically? <laughs> Is that uh, it? I like how that... I like how... Because, you know, we were talking with the previous song with Sun. It's sort of like, rage, 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 A little break from the rage back into the rage. Mm. And this... And it almost feels like... It almost feels like a different song. Oh, and those breaks, stuck there in the middle. Yeah. yeah. Whereas this, I feel like. I feel like there's such an intentional build up. Yes. With the music, so that when it does hit the chorus, there's even sort of that little bridge into the chorus that ramps up the tension even more. Hmm. So that when you hit the chorus, you feel that sense of liftoff. You feel that sense of propulsion. That's interesting. That astronautical drive. You're you're saying, in that slow breakdown, is when you feel the lift off? No, when it gets to um, I'm with you. Land, oh, there. Okay, yeah. The chorus. Yeah. Is just a from your That's what it really feels like yeah okay yeah and then we get into that bridge that it feels like you're floating in space totally Walking away and you. And the- you know, I found a, a nice Michael Collins quote from his autobiography. Yeah. He was describing one of the, you know, when you're when you're doing space flight, I've read <laughs> and seen in Star Trek, that you have to like, you know, like fire the engines yeah. at various points. And like you do, you know, you get, you do that to get various momentums. Yeah. He was describing one of those burns, one of those engine burns. Mm-hmm. And he said he described it as feeling like a roman god riding his chariot across the Ooh. skies yeah <laughs> well to to let's go back a little bit yeah. um so michael collins for those of you who don't listen to random podcasts or 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 are interested in any of of the history of nasa michael collins is best paired with the names of buzz aldrin and wait for it Michael Collins is best paired. <laughs> I had it and I blanked. I'm gonna, I'm gonna start with a provocative sauce made of a bechamel. <laughs> uh, Neil Armstrong. I'm Aldrin. There we go. No. <laughs> so, so Nick. So, who who is Michael Collins most famously paired with? Uh, a fine red. <laughs> mom. Um, uh, he you you would know better the names of his. The, the people who were in the ship with him, Buzz yes. Aldrin and Neil Armstrong. Right. And of course, we were talking about the Apollo 11 mission happened in 1969 in the summer. Mm-hmm. It's interesting because this album came out in 1970. 70. Yeah. So it's really, we really have to imagine that Ian Anderson, you know, maybe watched the moon landing. I imagine I mean, everybody so. Everybody watched the moon yeah. landing. Yeah. He probably watched it like begrudgingly. But but it clearly affected him. Oh, obviously, yeah, totally. And I, I really don't think that this was something that he wrote months after the fact, like he was trying to come up with something to write about. Right. I think right, right. this is this is he felt something seeing that. He felt something thinking about Michael Collins. Or is this really just his attempt at something like Ziggy Stardust? Is this his attempt at mm. space rock? You know? I don't because think that's the case. He doesn't feel that spacey. No. And maybe that's why he didn't continue with uh, the space rock theme. You know, you know um, I believe that... Um, now, I could be conflating several astronauts here. Um, which is better than inflating them. But I believe that Michael <laughs> Collins has been described you know, by like a newspaper or something as the loneliest man in the world mm. because he had to orbit the moon completely alone yep. while Buzz Aldrin and Neil Armstrong were on the surface. Right, He's, he had to stay and keep the car warm. Yes, but in doing so, he went to the to the other side of the moon, went out of radio contact. So for a while, he was by himself. He's one of the few humans who has seen the dark side of the moon. Right. Yeah. Well, and who saw has seen it completely alone. Completely yeah. without another human being yep. in, in contact by him of yeah. any kind. So he wouldn't be the loneliest human in the world. He'd be the loneliest human outside of the world. What? Maybe just the loneliest person. Extraterrestrial right. human. The, you were the, the loneliest, loneliest person in the world in in high school. <sighs> I'm sorry. Sorry to have brought that up. <laughs> Every other weekend you were at least. <laughs> um, so, yes, he stayed in the command module... While the lunar module, or LM, also called the Lem, the LEM, lunar excursion module. Okay, <laughs> that's that's why the lyrics are, uh, "I'm with you, Lem." That's why it's not "I'm with you, Lem." <laughs> it should have been. <laughs> <laughs> so, and and so, it, I, I do think if there was any, if anyone was ever like, "This person is the loneliest man alive," Ian Anderson was like. I can just imagine... I can write something about that. Or I can just imagine... Yes, that is... Yeah. But I can also imagine Ian Anderson being like, you're the loneliest person alive. What about me? <laughs> I feel for you. I'm in, I play my flute in, in front of crowds of thousands. <laughs> but I am the most lonely. <laughs> but I, I feel, you know, joking, staying with us. but But also in seriousness, I think that he... I suspect that he felt kindredshipness with, um, thank you. So many words. With um, Kinship? Kinship. A kindred spirit. He felt a harmonic resonance. You want to give me a couple more takes? I'll, I'll I'll, I'll, (laughs) I'll edit out. He felt a similar soul drifting in the world. Out of the world. Out of the world. He vibed with it. I like that one the best he felt something he felt a he felt he felt like Michael Collins in the command module completely alone drifting on the dark side of the moon totally out of contact with the rest of humanity he is the Earth's Michael Collins doing something amazing that no one else has ever done or could do piloting his flute <laughs> rocket <laughs> <laughs> into the dark unknown. You know, on the the, the trajectory that was that ride <laughs> that we just went on, that, you went way out of there. For the briefest of moments, you, you were like, I, I I was with you on that uh-huh. one. And then just boom. Yeah. You burnt up on Rand. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I sure did. <laughs> Ooh, it was hot. Um, scorched my panels. Um, lyrically, lyrically, this song is very beautiful i think Mm -hmm. i think the imagery that he plays with and the 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 perspective that he plays with is very very nice nick yeah are there any are there any lines which jump out at you from this song are there any that, that you're just like when you hear them you're just like oh my gosh what a phrase the apes curiosity has always been Ooh. like my favorite favorite kind of just it it's we knowing what it's what it's in reference to it is it, there it's a very simple set of words but it it evokes so much to me and the apes curiosity money power that's from where do you think that the apes curiosity I mean what I mean like just talk, I mean I have my own ideas but you know talk me through a little bit about what you think when you hear that phrase well it's and I've never seen the the full thing but it's the opening sequence of um Space Odyssey released in 1968 oh so very much in the consciousness of yeah of the people yeah yeah it's it's where apes we started as super primitive using sticks and bones as tools and now look at us and now look we're at in what, space. what literal curiosity has brought us to right it. and money power wins yeah well that's that's also and I think that it goes from this beautiful like look at what he, he, the human race has done instantly to the next line is a bit of commentary well right and that's a you know we we've we've sort of tickled the um the soft underbelly of Ian Anderson's <laughs> <laughs> tread, tread carefully. Political opinions. Okay, there we go. Huh. back <laughs> away from that edge. Um, at various points in this podcast, and and you know I've never really been able to pin him him down in terms of having any political perspective. Yeah. But he sort of he brings up things, and I think this is a good example. You know as you're saying that this sort of commentary on the fact that it takes so much money and literal energy mm-hmm. to send a human to the moon. Mm-hmm. There were a lot of people during the 1969 launch and, and, um, and, Apollo 11 mission who were saying, are you serious? Like we're spending all this money sending people to the moon and there's still poverty and disease like in America. Yeah. That was a very common perspective. Oh yeah. I mean, it's a perspective now for yeah. any number of things. But yeah, he seems very based on this and Christmas song he feel he feels very anti-capitalist to me. Mm. Uh, which jives a little with 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 me. Uh, and he, like you said, it's not it's certainly not a regular thing. He doesn't use his his lyrics and his songs for his as a vehicle for his political. Views, but every now and then he'll find a this nice little spot to kind of throw something in there. And it's in no way do I find it terribly jarring and pulling me from the song. I think, no, it really not, on the contrary, it. it's, it's almost like putting it, it's almost like putting a, a frame around it or giving you a little reminder of the context of it. Yeah, there. Can we can I just read this one verse because mm-hmm. it has, um, it has a, a, a liaison with your monkey theme. Yes that's exactly what I'm looking at right now go for and it And the limp face hungry viewers fight to fasten with their eyes like the man hung from the trapeze whose fall will satisfy and congratulate each other on their rare and wondrous deed that their begrudged monkey bought no, money Oh the begrudged money bought Um I take back the monkey thing It's the next line Okay it just I have to rethink about it now Okay And the limp-faced, hungry viewers that fight to fasten with their eyes, like the man hung from the trapeze whose fall will satisfy and congratulate each other on their rare and wondrous deed, that their begrudged money bought to sow the monkey's seed. Yeah. That their begrudged money bought to sow the monkey's seed. Again, goes back to the money. And the monkey. Our our taxes paid for this. Yes, it's a triumph. Yes, it's amazing. And yes, we are potentially spreading humankind. Or at least we're starting the we're taking the first steps to spreading mankind. Yeah. To sow the monkey's seed. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. Very intense. Very strong imagery he could have he could have said any number of things to say that we were starting space exploration i mean he's talking about th- this is why this is why i was like oh my goodness this song yeah. because i mean he's talking about one of the most momentous occasions in human history yeah we landed absolutely. on the freaking moon yeah yeah, to this to this day, like ask anyone, and it's it's up there. I mean, current generations, it's so far removed, and we didn't see any of it, and nothing more has come from it. Right. That it's like meh. But I mean, my parents were alive to see it. Oh sure, mine, you know? mine, you know, remember it to this yeah. day. Yeah. Okay, question. Yeah. We know who Michael Collins is. Mm-hmm. We know who me is in this context, Ian Anderson. Mm-hmm. How does Jeffrey Hammond Hammond Hammond? fit into this? That's a great question. Thank and you. I was going to ask you that. Oh, I beat you to it. So, so now I have it's to come up with an, an answer. answer. It's a stalemate. <laughs> I don't know. Huh. I genuinely don't know. So the chorus is is from Michael Collins's perspective. Yes. Everything else is like omniscient narrator, though. Okay, question. Yeah. I... I buy that on the face of it, it is from the perspective of Michael Collins. I'm with you, Lem. Lunar Excursion Module. Yeah. So he's talking to the boys going to the moon. Right. Now, is it possible that that is also a metaphor? That Ian Anderson feels separated from Jeffrey Hammond Hammond? Huh. Who is perhaps, metaphorically speaking or spiritually speaking, landing on a moon somewhere. And he feels separated from from someone who he feels he's on a mission with. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, their history is sort of interesting because they, I, they, I believe played together before Jethro Tull. Yes, and and now have been separated. Right, but they're still they're obviously still friends. They're obviously still resonant Yeah, friends, F- <laughs> resonance presidents Um. And I wonder I wonder if there's a sense of, of Ian Anderson being like, "Oh my god, I'm out here on this crazy tour with my hmm. band. I feel like I'm all alone." Yeah. I really wish that I had someone else to be in this command module with. Yeah. Even though he's been with the band for a couple of years. Sure, but he's he strikes me as one of these people who doesn't open up emotionally very easily. Yes. A fact. <laughs> I believe that. Or maybe two only if you select. Sure. Astronauts, sure. uh, Jeffrey Hammond. Hammond, in fact, someone with two last names, two of the same last name. That's hyphenated. <laughs> it's like, um, do you know what the, do you know what the genus and species name for the uh, mountain gorilla is? Is it gorilla gorilla? It's gorilla gorilla. Yeah. And there's another one. There's another gorilla, which is gorilla gorilla gorilla. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I know there are a couple out there that are like that. And do you know what gorilla 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 is? To... It's a children's book. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what buffalo, 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 buffalo is? No. Is, is. is that a tap routine? It is the only sentence in the English language that you can repeat the same word over and over, and it it imparts a full a full meaning. And what is the meaning of that sentence? Um, let's see. So the 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 it could be the the animal the buffalo, mm-hmm. it could be the verb buffalo which means to outwit, it could be a buffalo buffalo meaning a buffalo from the city of Buffalo, um, so and it could be pl- buffalo also could be plural, so it's multiple buffalo from Buffalo outwit multiple buffalo from Buffalo. Oof. So it's buffalo, 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 buffalo I do not I d I don't I don't know. Yeah. I don't know about all that. It's a grammatically correct sentence in American English, often presented as an example of how homonyms and homophones can be used to create complicated linguistic constructs through lexico- lexical ambiguity. I, I'm a fan of the uh, the sharp brown fox slept over the snoozing brown dog. It, something the like the quick that. brown fox leapt over the lazy dog yeah, that's, yeah it. that's it that's not at all what buffalo 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 is but returning i'll give it to, to you. a point that we were making several centuries ago i do i do think that the key is maybe in the very last lyric i'm left behind when i should have been there walking with you with you with you Hmm. Jeffrey Hammond Hammond I sort of feel like he is channeling I'm going out on a spacewalk here the the loneliness and separation that he that he projected onto Michael Collins Mm -hmm. onto his own feelings of missing his friend Jeffrey Hammond Hammond so I'm gonna make a joke and then I'm gonna be serious so (laughs) after the you're warning me which was which After the third Michael Collins song, maybe he was like, fine, I'll join your band. Oh my God, I will stop. (laughs) Stop writing these embarrassing songs about me. Stop calling calling me. Um, But also, no, I don't know. That may not be far off. (laughs) Who knows? Ian Anderson seems to be persistent in in things that he really wants. Yeah. But also, this is (laughs) the... Cease and desist (laughs) letters have not stopped coming. (laughs) Also, The, it's the equivalent of me asking you to do a podcast about Jethro Tull. What? Full, full circle. Oh my God. There it is. That's That's exactly what it is. Yeah. I get it now. Whoa. I'm with you, Ian. (laughs) Though it's a shame that it had to be (laughs) (laughs) Wow. That's amazing. And here we are. And here we are. Finally in the command module. Uh, you're playing bass on my album of Aqualong. <laughs> is there anything else that we want to talk about with this song? I, I just, I just want to reiterate. Like, I think it's really beautiful, Bo- both lyrically, imagery wise, and and just musically. The musicality is just really pretty in this one. And uh, I forgot that it was the closer for Side A. So when you, as soon as you said that, it was like that. That makes absolute sense. I just, just to like, to, to. To tease out some of this like incredible poetry that we have here. Mm-hmm. And the yellow soft mountains they grow very still. Witness as intrusion the humanoid thrill. And the yellow soft mountains grow very still. Witness as intrusion the humanoid thrill. He's literally writing from the perspective of the moon. Yeah. Who's like what is this? What's going on? Hey, I've never seen this before. I something in my belly button. <laughs> it tickles. <laughs> <laughs> Which is pretty amazing. Yeah. Yeah, I I mean I just really like it. I think it's a it's a good one to listen to. And just really there there you're going to come upon a, a lot of tall songs that you can kind of just listen to, think it's good. And move on yeah this is one this, this is one you can't ignore this you is one to chill to really i guess dissect for lack of a better term um you really want to dive into this one or launch into it if you will what do you think yeah what do you think well <laughs> no um, i'm glad you asked what what um I had a brilliant question and I lost it. Oh. Nope. <laughs> what do you think the next song is that we're going to talk about? No, I was... I... I I wanted to... I, I was trying to figure out, like, do you do you think that Michael Collins was actually lonely when he was on the dark side of the moon? Do you think that he was like... Do you think that he was like, oh my God. Well, I wonder how long it took. It was like half an hour, 45 minutes. That's it? <laughs> no, I don't think that's long enough to become lonely. I think it's more terrifying and exciting. I think yeah. that would usurp any sense of loneliness. I think he was hella busy, probably. Yeah. Holding in his poop. <gasps> I'd be terrified. I'd be absolutely terrified. I think that I think that I would have been terrified... I think there would be other points when I would be frightened. Maybe that was his first moment of peace. Right, he went all that way just to get away from his kids. (laughs) His stepkids, they weren't even his kids. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, as Michael Collins himself put it, I am alone now, truly alone, and absolutely isolated from any known life. I am it. If a count were taken, the score would be 3 billion plus 2 over on the other side of the moon and 1 plus God knows what on this side. I think that's, I think that's an interesting, I hadn't thought about that because it's not like, oh, I'm on the other side of the moon and I'll be back in a second. It's like, you. they'd never been on the moon. Yeah. They didn't know what was there. Yeah. There, there could have been little green men or. There is a sense of awe, I think, that it. Aww. Oh no! Wrong one. The true definition of awesome is is the opposite. To be filled with one. awe. To to inspire awe. Yeah. Right. To be told. Yeah. To to realize your own insignificance and your own finiteness. Finity? F- no. don't uh, mm. fin- know. Finity. I think. It would I be wonder finity. how many times our podcast podcast <laughs> has been listened to in space. Oh gosh! I mean, it's the only one that the 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 space base subscribes to. Mm-hmm. And plays, <laughs> plays on repeat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It acts as, as as deterrent for any life forms that might be up there. Oh yeah! Oh, that's exactly what it does. <laughs> they I mean, it's a, it's at a frequency the astronauts can't hear. Yeah, but they they um <laughs> they just they just plan to keep the dog. Company, yeah, that's right. <laughs> just, just turn on NPR. Oh my gosh! Wow. Yeah. Well, for Michael Collins, Jeffrey, and me, I think we we cracked that one just as well as we cracked Sun. I think. When you, when Well, ladies and gentlemen, you do not have to float on the dark side of the moon for the remainder of the week. You can contact your fellow humans in the form of a five-star rating on i. It's Apple Podcasts not Actually, not iTunes. Podcasts, yeah. Spotify, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah, that was a good one. Spotify. You're getting better. No, I mean just in general the tie in Oh, thank that you. Was- You're getting better at that. Yeah. yeah so thanks for listening come on back next week. We're going to start side B. The B side, the of, the B side of the benefit. With the B side. <laughs> With <laughs> to cry you a song. Squeo! It's a rocker. I like that one. So, yeah, come on back next week and we'll talk to you then. I am Nick McGill. I'm Oman Sade. We are feckless momes. peep, boop, beep, boop. Beep, boop. Beep, boop. And this is talk tall to me. Who sends vampires into space? It wasn't a vampire voice. It was like a 90s visit. This is this is talk tall to me. I'm a proud member, <laughs> uh, a proud member of the famous moms <sighs> audio network. Ah 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 ah.